All right. We're at another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. So, Megan, what's in your Amazon cart? Uh, well, actually, I've got a lot in my cart, and then I have a lot of stuff that I've already ordered. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, are the things in your cart things that you, you literally have there, or and you're just waiting for a sale to buy? I know that's not true. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the one that waits for the sales. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yes, to answer your question, yes, it's actually in my cart. Oh, okay. And then, you know, Amazon sends me these really annoying reminders. There goes our Amazon sponsorship. When, <laughs> when they're like, hey, you have XYZ in your cart. Did you forget to click order? And I'm like, no, I just don't want to pay right now because I'm wow. poor. This brings me back to our drive through conversation. <laughs> hey, I noticed you, Amazon has like page tracking. I noticed you lingered on this page. Are you sure you don't want to buy it? I wonder if they have a, a filter for potentially sensitive products that you can have viewed. Things you would be more likely to buy? Well, I'm more thinking about when you see things on Amazon that you may want to buy, but you don't necessarily want recorded in your email history that you were looking at like what does amazon even sell like explicit items what is your idea of a sensitive item yeah interesting let me in an incognito window check that out because <laughs> i don't want that in my browsing history either or amazon to actually think i'm looking at it i mean i'll be honest like i've looked up dildos and they don't have any okay so they totally have uh, not oh butt plug <laughs> so so i looked up sex toy and the first result is actually uh, novelty erotic dice not for placement in anywhere that's that's not what it's for yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> these just have explicit instructions or illustrations on the different size of the dice and they actually have a d12 which is pretty cool a d12 oh wow we only have a d6 <laughs> you need to spice it up more, Megan. Yeah, I know. Damn. Six more sides? Could literally be twice as spiced. They have a, a suit of shackles made of leather. Okay. Candles. Oh, all right. I had a friend who liked to use candles and would, like, burn her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, with the wax. Like she... Yeah. Oh, no, no. I, I got okay. that part. <laughs> I realized what it must have sounded like to someone who doesn't know. <laughs> like here let me just stick this fire in your face <laughs> how are you liking the burns <laughs> i feel like we should make a bernie sanders joke oh please no <laughs> feel the burn hashtag <laughs> uh so i don't know what you were looking at before but it's totally explicit dice are explicit no 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 looking at the other items on the list Oh. There are very explicit items following those dice. Oh, maybe I just need to look up sex toy then. I don't know what you're looking at, but they're there. I obviously did not get what I wanted. <laughs> and Amazon would be like the right place to buy it too, because everybody orders everything from Amazon, so nobody would have any idea. Yeah, it would just come in a nondescript Amazon box. Right, and they'd be like, oh, Megan ordered another one of her 50 video games that she doesn't play. Mm -hmm. And Amazon would be able to make you interesting selection or recommendations based on what you bought. So it'd be like, hey, I see you're buying some D&D &D characters. Would you also like to buy these erotic dice? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, would you like to buy this D&D &D costume for, like, dress-up <laughs> night? Right. 
some cosplay. Yeah, some co- some furries. I actually I took frisbee out in my zebra onesie the other oh my day, God. and uh, my neighbor Lisa was like, "You look like you're going to a furry convention." <laughs> I didn't think it was that weird. I mean, it's my zebra onesie is a kigurumi. I think that's how you say it, which are just those Japanese footless onesie pajamas <laughs> that I got for my birthday, which is fantastic. I wear it all the time. And I'm not afraid to take Frisbee out in it. I do think it's pretty intense. Oh, the onesie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean by intense? Well, maybe the rules are different at where you live, but like I couldn't imagine wearing pajamas to the supermarket much less a zebra onesie. Well, I'm not talking about going to the supermarket. I'm just going out to the front yard so Frisbee can pee. <laughs> I would not wear my zebra onesie to the supermarket unless it was <laughs> Halloween. All right. Thank goodness. Yeah. I'm not like going to the club. <laughs> Although, to be honest, I, I did wear my zebra onesie when I was mini golfing for my birthday party. <laughs> but I just received it. I was trying to show appreciation for the gift. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the staff thought I was drunk, even though I definitely totally. was not. Well, I mean, you did wear a zebra onesie. Well, I changed into it while I was there. I didn't wear it to the party. <laughs> so they knew, they saw me in my normal clothes. And then all of a sudden, like after the present opening, I came back out in a zebra onesie. So it probably didn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> to figure out where that came from. But the thing that was really awful was while I was changing, the manager came into the room where I was changing to tell me that it was time, like that they were ready for us to start golfing. And I was like naked (laughs) and she didn't leave. She just came in and like Joey was helping me change because I couldn't figure out where to put anything in this onesie. And she was also folding my clothes for me. (laughs) She was folding my clothes for me because I can't do that. And this lady, manager lady, comes in and starts talking. And, and, like, she notices that I don't have my clothes on. And she's like, oh, sorry, like, and continues to talk. I'm like, can you leave? <laughs> my tit is hanging out. So this is the beginning of our first explicit episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think we basically, it's it's done. It's a done deal at this yeah, point. You can't go like, back. <laughs> I was wondering if you wanted me to edit this stuff out. But... No, no, we'll give it a shot, you know. Air, air everything out that we couldn't in the past episodes. I was certainly airing it out, let me tell you. <laughs> let it all hang out there. <laughs> so so was she, she stood there and she's just looking at you, waiting for you to exit the room? She was talking. She was just talking, looking at me, like, you know, normally making eye contact when you have a discussion with someone. So weird. It was. It was very weird. Especially because it's... Like it, it's not like she's a like a sales assistant at Victoria's Secret where right. she's used to coming into dressing rooms. This is at a mini golf, a children's mini golf, a children's mini golf where you're the birthday girl. And it was obviously very important that she told us right away that it was time to go golfing. Couldn't have waited until right. She didn't even just knock at the door and and yell over. Well, so there were no doors. Like these party rooms are just. There's like a little tiny hallway that you kind of come in, hmm. uh, but there's no no door. And there was oh, actually even only a curtain between the empty party room that I was in and the party room that I had rented with all my friends. Mm-hmm. All 30 of them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was a risk. <laughs> wow. 
30 people mini golfing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That sounds pretty cool. I've never actually been mini golfing. Never? Never. Oh, wow. I mean, I suppose it probably makes sense since you live in New York City. I mean, where would they have a mini golf course? But I, I think there is one in Manhattan, um, not too far from my old high school, actually. It's probably over by the pier, but I've never been there. I've never had the opportunity to go. never had the group of friends who had the birthday party with the zebra onesie to convince me to go. Maybe one day. Yeah, well, I think you'd have a lot of fun. I mean, I certainly wouldn't recommend the place I went to. It was dinky, <laughs> obviously, for small children. But, you know, it was an indoor mini golf course, so it's going to be limited in terms of the building size. Mm-hmm. An outdoor course, especially on nice days much more preferable yeah that's how i always imagined it some sort of like outdoor course with a spinning windmill yep (laughs) i'm imagining a mini golf supply store and they just have this eclectic collection of windmills of like spiral courses of small wooden arch bridges over running streams it's like a weird lilliputian wonderland in there lilliputian what in the world does that word mean Um, the Lilliputians were a people, uh, a race of tiny people. I'm already not interested. (laughs) As soon as you said people, I was like, I hate them. It's uh, fictional people from Gulliver's Travels. Oh, okay. Fictional makes it a little better. I I thought you were about to start like giving me a history lesson and I was like, ah, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're not interested in history or the geography of Europe. (laughs) Yep. Or the geography of anywhere, which kind of makes my job hard, but. Your job as a as a Europe tour guide, plotting journeys through Europe by putting pins in a board to facing it. Yeah. A job you hate every day. To despise Joey getting you into it. Ugh. I actually played a, a pretty interesting game called Concept. And I think you would get a kick out of it. So uh, Concept is a game of charades uh, where you can't speak and you actually can't act. All you can do is uh, place concept markers and detail cubes on a giant like 20 by 20 board full of symbols that represent everything from people, insects, food, colors, body parts, actions. I feel like I've played this. I'm going to look it up. Oh, concept in Google gave me a definition. (laughs) Yes, I've played this. Ah. Yeah, I I really love it uh, as a party game, but also as a cerebral party game. Actually, this was the board game that I was playing the night that I pissed Lisa off. <laughs> it was their board game? It was their board game, yeah. Oh, so I know you hate Lisa, but it is a good board game. I think it will forever be tainted for me. <laughs> for those of you who have been untainted, um, the goal of concept is that you have a concept you need to describe Um, for example milk and you would put let's say your main concept marker on the icon for liquid then you could put a detail cube on food and white (laughs) and hopefully there's only one uh liquid that is edible that is white that will come to mind But again, then again, this is the explicit episode. <laughs> now, is a concept like, is it a kid's game? I mean, I'm assuming it is because Lisa had it to play with her kids. 
Um, I would say it's an all ages game, really. Yeah. You could definitely play it with kids. Well, I, I didn't I didn't mean only for kids. I meant mm. is it like can you play with kids? And then kid I friendly, playing. definitely. All of the all of the clues are non explicit. Um, a lot of the clues will probably be difficult for kids to get. Yeah, we had um, to skip a lot with them. Yeah, but I mean, then again, charades is a game where you don't have to follow the prescripted cards and prescripted concepts. You, they could just make up whatever they wanted. Dora the Explorer, Barney, Teletubbies, Apples. Tickly Winkly! Is that what that thing was called? Tickly Winky. Oh, I was close. Dipsy. <laughs> Thank you, Winky! Lala and Poe. Poe! Wow, how do you remember that? <laughs> well, you have a little insight into my childhood here. <laughs> I just remember that one controversy they had. There was like some Teletubby doll that supposedly had something recorded in its voice box that was explicit. Oh, I don't remember that. <sighs> I'm going to look it up. I do remember that there was a little controversy about Tinky Winky having a purse. Oh, God. And I remember a little intrigue about Poe actually being Chinese because as she or he, I don't know, as Poe rode around on a scooter, Poe would actually say, Fadi Fadi, which is Chinese for faster, faster. So that might actually be related to this recall that they had, but there was a Poe. That when you squeeze it would say faggot faggot. <laughs> Wait, I can I can just barely hear. Did that just her. come out of my speakers? Oops. I, I heard a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta leave that one in. So that must be him trying to say fatty fatty, and it just sounds like the other one that I already said. Yeah, I, don't I, say I think it, it just sounds. I think it's just a little too garbled from the actual uh, <laughs> from what he is actually trying to say. Yeah. She. So, my Amazon cart, which yes. we didn't actually Close get to. Out. Close us <laughs> out with your Amazon cart. Yeah, so um, some of the games that I have that I am interested in getting. Well, actually, this is a perfect example. Uh, I have Final Fantasy Type-0 in my cart, which is something that was very difficult for me not to buy because I really wanted to buy it when it came out. But I realized when I bought Lightning Returns and I have not yet played that, that I probably shouldn't buy another Final Fantasy until I get a little further. Just for reference, um, I forget when Lightning Returns was released. Oh, God. Two years ago at this point? <laughs> Maybe? And it's now sitting not at $60, not at $30, but $23. <laughs> and it's still in its shrink wrap for me, despite having <laughs> bought it on release day. It's not that I don't want to play. I do. I mean, it's like Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Explorers that I still haven't played. Um, <laughs> actually, it's been like three episodes. <laughs> I know. I I took it out of the box so that I could play it, and then I play Pokemon instead. <laughs> but I just have so many games that I want to play, and like yeah. most of the time, I just end up playing League anyway. I totally get that. But I was actually gonna. This is a nice segue into my seasonal gaming, which is what I like to call it. Most people just laugh at me when I tell them this, but I get different cravings to play game, like certain games based on the seasons. And now that the weather started to get a little bit better, I call this like my spring. I, don't, I guess I don't call it anything because I'm trying to make something up now. 
But my spring games are usually RPGs like Final Fantasy. I love to go back and play Suikoden around springtime. And uh, it, I guess it's I just have good memories of playing these games, you know, like during spring break yeah. in college, like just sitting down to play Final Fantasy 13 for the first time. And when the weather starts getting better, I just like feel it in the air and I just want to play these games again. <laughs> no, I can get that. You know, on my side, I wouldn't say my gaming is seasonal, but there are sort of triggers that will cause me to want to play a certain type of game. So whenever I have some sort of vacation, I'll usually get the, the hankering to play an MMO. Even though my vacations aren't, aren't very long anymore, there may be like a, a, we get a week off for Christmas. That's not nearly enough time to get anywhere in an MMO, but it brings me back to the times back in college or back in high school where i would have a month off or in the summer i would have three months off and <sighs> that would be the time to to really dig into something i miss those days i was just telling someone at work about that about what i would do during the summers oh i know why this came up she was telling me that um well so she hurt her knee or her leg recently and she's been out of work for like three months i want to say and she said that she's very happy to be back now because she's been very bored. And I said, God, I would, you know, I, I didn't want to say I'd give anything to have three months off because I didn't want to sound like <laughs> insensitive to her pain. Yeah. But <laughs> but I really would love to have three months off. Yeah, that's the thing, you know, like you stick us in a hospital with or, or you stick us at home and give us a game console. It's three months is not going to be an issue. <laughs> right. I know. So that's what I was telling her. I was like, you know, everyone says to me if I took three months off i'd be really bored and ready to go back to work but you know i wouldn't and she asked me were you ever bored during like summer breaks at school and i was like hell no like <laughs> those are the best times of my life i have like some of the best memories of like the summer between i want to say junior year and senior year in college was like one of the best summers of my life because i wasn't taking any summer classes and all i was doing was working at the computer science lab so, like, I would literally play World of Warcraft for eight hours a day at the lab because we, that was back when we were allowed to play games in the lab before they cracked down on that. <laughs> and then I would, like, run home and get on the computer and play for, like, another five hours, six hours. It's glorious. It was. It was a full summer of, like, 14 hours a day of World of Warcraft. Like, every day it was so Jeez. fantastic. That's a lot of farming. Yeah, it was farming. It was like sitting around doing nothing. It was raiding. I mean, I, I found tons of things to do. Yeah. Raiding takes a while. Yeah. Well, especially with my guild. I don't remember, even remember what it was called at this point. We were like a guild that was trying really hard to be serious, but at the same time, not really trying at all. Because <laughs> like we'd have raid nights scheduled and nobody would show up. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like, like some people would show up, like the people that really wanted to be serious would show up. Right. But you really need the majority to show up. Right. And like, we'd honestly sit around and wait for like two hours. And like, we'd have people like coming in and dropping out. And Ugh. there was like no fluidity. It was very frustrating. I mean, on the nights that it was good, it was good. But on the nights that it was mediocre to bad, which were the which was the majority, it was bad. You know, back in my day. <laughs> Back in your level cap of 60 day. Yeah, back in, back in my day, Vanilla WoW, we have 40 people show up for a raid. No problems with scheduling. Oh, man. I can't even imagine how nice that must have been. Yeah, it was, it was weird that 
that was the norm for like 40 people to be joining in and 40 people to be on vent without communication issues. Yeah, are you talking about like real life or maybe like just when you went to sleep at night and you had a dream? <laughs> <laughs> well, that dream lasted pretty much all through my senior year Ugh. as rating was basically a part-time job for me. I would spend five hours a night rating. It would go from, I think, 6 p.m. till 11 p.m. Um, that'd be Monday to Fridays. Saturdays would be um, this other 20-man raid. And then Sundays would be our off day, air quotes, where we would basically still farm up a storm. Man, I'm so jealous. So you're talking, you know, five five hours a weekday, 25 hours right there, plus you know, maybe eight hours a day on the weekends. Almost full-time job, to be honest. <laughs> well, to be honest, people put MMO skills on their resumes these days. Like, le they show leadership skills, they show communication skills, they show organizational skills. I mean, I'm sure you could do, like, a quick Google search and find out, like, what people, like, how people phrase it. Hmm. But I definitely know it's a thing. I've read some articles about it. I'd be curious to see how that's done. I mean, for the people that, like, do it seriously and regularly for, like, an extended period of time, and like you said, I mean, it really is, like, a part-time job or, like, a three-quarter-time job. Like, really, I mean, it makes sense for them to put it on their resume because it's life skills. It really did take a lot of work. Yeah, uh, I believe for, it. For our guys to to coordinate 40 strangers over the internet who need to really dedicate a large part of their life to to a video game and to say that no these these commitments are stronger than your actual real life commitments you need to be here 6 p.m sharp every day geared up repaired up but that is a real life commitment oh yeah i mean it, it like it depends on where you are in your life i mean obviously like it shouldn't take the priority of like a baby that needs to be fed or <laughs> something like that but oh, man. back in those days we really could do it yeah it's hard now as an adult yeah i was speaking with my friend sarah who was mentioning to me that she and her brother josh were discussing how back in high school or back in college you had a lot more time just handy and not as many things to fill it with and that time would sometimes be inconsistent in terms of the hours but you would just have big, big chunks of it throughout the week. Yep. And that's that's one type of gamer who can sustain multiple long-term commitments. Like they can play WoW and they can play you know, Final Fantasy. But nowadays, or I would say the other type of gamer um, would be a gamer who <laughs> works a lot and has these other commitments and isn't able to sustain those long-term games. Can typically only sustain one if that and will otherwise only have infrequent but intense binge opportunities and that's the that's the mold i fit where i can sometimes play destiny you know maybe like an hour every day maybe uh, if even to be honest and i'll only get time to play the bigger games um there might be a weekend where I'm doing nothing and I can, I when I did binge out on Bioshock Infinite over that weekend, but I can't spend three hours a day on a game. Um, I don't routinely have eight hours, 12 hours on a weekend to just go hog wild. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
I mean, that's that. I guess that's kind of the category I fall into as well. I think. I mean, I guess it's maybe not really the category I fall into because honestly, I definitely have time to be playing every day. I mean, I work pretty much strictly an eight-hour day, uh, and my commute's not nearly as long as yours. What what is yours these days? Um, it came down from uh, it, a couple of years ago. It was like sixty to seventy minutes yep. each way. Now it's pretty close to 25 minutes each way okay yeah so mine's pretty much 25 minutes unless there's an accident in which case god who knows when i'm getting home um (laughs) or to work but i pretty consistently have the time to play i'm just afraid to play because i know that i'm so like my personality is very addictive and i will stay up way later than i want to stay up and i can't like sacrifice my sleep to and be tired all day and feeling crappy all day the next day at work to stay up late. So I try to play things that I can't get too invested in on the weekdays. The same thing, yeah. Pokemon's easy to put down. Like, that's why I enjoy playing it. Because I can play and, and also I can kind of like do other things at the same time. Like, I like to watch TV and play games at the same time because I'm very addicted to the game show network and I'm always watching game shows. Yeah, I'm kind of reluctant to start some of the bigger games because like I don't know if I can really commit to it. Right. And it's always a trade-off of other things I could be doing nowadays. Yeah. Not which is to say I, I I still want to play the game. I'm still excited about the game, but it it feels like there's a more tangible opportunity cost and risk playing it. That's and that's a weird feeling to associate with something that should be fun. Well, you also I think are more social than me. I mean, you're still an introvert, but I think you like to go out and hang out with your friends, you know, a couple times a week, whereas I'm pretty much a hermit. I just go to work, come home, hang in, and I just want to hang out with Frisbee all night. <laughs> yeah, I am an introvert, but I I do, I'm extremely open to hanging out or coordinating events. Um, in fact, later this afternoon, I'm going to be running a horror RPG for my friends. Oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Joey actually sent me, this is totally unrelated to video games, but it's related to horror. Uh, She sent me a movie clip this morning, which I guess a movie teaser. And uh, it started out with like, oh, there's a a virus that's spreading and, you know, it's a pandemic and oh my God. And at first I thought she sent me the wrong video because I was like, holy shit, like I'm starting to get anxious. Why would she send me this? She knows I hate anything having to do with getting sick. And like, that's a pan- like a trigger for my panic attacks. And like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, Medea comes bursting out of a house like, boo, bitches. And she's like scaring away like all the zombies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, like it's a Tyler Perry movie. I got this. I love Tyler Perry movies. They're the best. Have you seen any? Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, oh god no <laughs> well okay then i think that's a that's a good point to stop this conversation <laughs> and end our episode of swag tier <laughs> okay yo yo <laughs> no <laughs> god damn it frisbee shut up no